0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Priority One Podcast. As always, I'm Caleb. I'm uh, Hoyt, and no, I'm Andrew. And Hoyt, yes, sir. You made the comment on our Instagram that we seem to have hit, run into a wall. We have, as hit far a as wall. topics to talk about on the podcast. And it's true. Part of that is we don't really have nearly the time to dedicate to this as we would like. Mm-hmm. Um, starting out. It was way easier to just show up think of something to talk about and run with it. And we can't really I honestly we can't do that anymore. But
1: it's getting harder and harder.
0: Um I guess it's a good
1: problem to have. There's only so many things you can just talk about. Right. And without I being super like, repetitive. Yeah, yeah. And but also just like have the brain power to come up with 30 plus episodes on the spot. Yeah, You know?
0: And some of them we did talk about in advance. Like this is what Mm. we're going to talk about. And we would brush up on stuff. But I think about the episodes that we did that we felt are most important. Like they required prep work. Yes. Like we, we game plan for those. Mm Mm-hmm. So like the consuming Fire episodes, the Blessed Assurance episode, like Progressive Christianity, um, hometown missions, those kind of things. We we kind of game planned for, and that's not to say that we don't have other good episodes out there, but the ones that we kind of, I'm not even going to say kind, but well, the ones we prepped for are the better episodes. I know that's just mm-hmm. a wild,
1: yeah. logical leap there. Because if you put work Uh, into God's word, it won't return void. Right. But we are
0: going to um, go through a book of the Bible. It could be Jude or it can be John. Or
2: Song of Solomon.
0: I guess that is technically on the table.
2: Yes.
1: It's one of them. But
0: we would love for you to send us a DM. If you happen to miss
1: our post that me and Caleb were talking about. Feel free to message us. We Yeah. Um, we don't get many messages
2: on there. We don't. For but all of our users who don't follow us on Instagram. Yeah.
0: Yeah, go follow us on Instagram, Priority 1 Ministries. Because Priority 1 was already taken by a bank. <laughs> <laughs> and we do more than Let's just rob a podcast. It. So
1: That would be the best thing.
2: Take there. their money, hold their money. In, for Ransom For the name Just for, for the Instagram one, name Just for the Instagram handle Yes Or just, just become Or just become bigger than the band Caleb and Hoyt I know what we're gonna do tomorrow
0: Yee-haw We're actually I, playing yeah. as a band For the first time This semester At BSU
2: tomorrow night Maybe Caleb will learn How to hold a microphone before them Color me excited I'm literally holding it right up to my mouth mm. Yes I'm holding it right up to my okay, mouth Okay shut up Andrew
0: <laughs> so yeah, um, let us know what book of the Bible you would like us to work through, and we also understand that we didn't have an we missed a week for the first time in thirty three weeks more how we have we have thirty five episodes, so we posted for thirty four consecutive weeks. So wait,
2: why not if we have thirty five episodes, why not thirty five consecutive weeks?
0: We only have thirty three episodes. Pride, 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 pride is the last oh. one. Hmm. So but like we also are, have it's a week Ramble from longs episode
1: one. And
2: to, well but
0: those are within the, the weekly posts. The
2: regularly scheduled broadcasting Right, oh. has been going on for thirty three weeks until Caleb had a test and then said we aren't recording. Well, and then everyone else was too busy to record so we just didn't record.
1: I never was. I'm kidding. That's not true. It was
0: by the grace of it was by the grace of God last the, the beginning of this year that we were able to record have an episode to post every week. And this year that's just gotten progressively harder to do. So
2: Yes, because now that more of us are living with each other, it has become harder to coordinate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but we we are not going anywhere. Um. I have, I know you're probably worried about that. Yeah, like the the show's not going anywhere. Don't worry.
2: I mean, I'm going to class tomorrow. That's somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still. I have been writing for. A uh, city in a valley. So that's going to happen. Hopefully, I would like for it to be ready to um, drop at the latest the beginning of next year. I don't know. I would like to get out before then, but I am making it my personal goal to have everything written out and planned out and recorded and ready to air um, the first week of the At the latest, the first week of 2023. So be on the lookout for that.
1: For those who don't know, explain what city in a valley is.
0: Yeah, so a a city in a valley... I spent this past summer in Salt Lake City, 10 weeks. It was very eye-opening. It's a very different culture at large. And I understood more of the broad scheme of Mormon theology going into the summer, but being surrounded by it, I understand things a little more in depth than I did before. And I, like we have this platform to uh, do kind of of like, a. a, don't want to say like another, it's going to be like a limited, It's going to be a limited series podcast, and I've got it broken down into seven episodes, all dealing with where Latter-day Saint theology or history differs greatly from biblical Christianity. Why it is dangerous, and how we should address um, how we should address both Mormons and their theology as someone who dealt with it for 10 weeks. In
2: simpler terms, Jesus already claimed the name City on a Hill, just like the bank took our Instagram handle, (laughs) so Caleb had to call it something different.
0: (laughs) Well, and the analogy there is Jerusalem is supposed to be a city on a hill, and Salt Lake City is both figuratively and literally a city in a
2: ditch. But But sitting in a ditch sounds a bit too redneck for our global audience. So we called it sitting a valley because that sounds so much more sophisticated yeah. to all of our global listeners who aren't familiar with the term ditch. You're welcome.
0: The the two million of you in Switzerland. Six million. Right. Last week's episode...
2: That it's, it's always been six million. Well, no, no. There's the last week's episode,
0: the one that we didn't release, we released it just for the Swiss audience. They really appreciated it. That. That's why
1: we didn't have an episode last week. <laughs> the streak lives on. No, last week's episode was Patreon only. That's why I didn't release Yeah. 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 Which and uh, nobody's subscribed or paid for our Patreons. <laughs> yeah. um, Possibly none of you because it doesn't except it exist. Swiss? Except for the Swiss. Except for the Swiss people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Andrew, if you could just like translate this so it sounds in whatever native tongue the Swiss speak in, I love you to the Swedes,
0: the Swiss. The Swedes are Swedish.
1: I know. I my my people are the Swedish. Swedish though. I love your fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Okay. Moving on to our regularly scheduled anyway. programming. Um. I had a After all really, the really great heresy pulled up that is not there anymore, so let me pull it back up. Oh,
1: gosh. Who's it by? Okay, let me guess, actually. Um, okay, go for it. Is it someone we've done before? Nope.
0: A whole new one. This person's been mentioned on the podcast before.
1: Been mentioned on the podcast.
0: But we have not quoted one of the
1: heresies before. Is this a... Is this a mainstream preacher? Is he a pastor? He is a very public figure and well known.
0: Okay. okay. Spoiler, Spoiler alert, alert! It's Steve me. Harvey. Oh, it's not Steve
1: Harvey, okay. and it's okay. not me. It is not you, Andrew. Either believe it or not. Um, Tyler Perry. No. Mm. Is he in evangelical Christianity? Yes. Okay. He's not a pastor. This is what
0: he's—he—he's he, he's not a pastor. He a worship leader. No. Mm. Really, kind of run out of options now. Yeah. Nearing it down. We've talked about it on the show. Do I know him? You know who this person is. Huh. It's Brian Simmons.
1: Oh. That guy.
0: The guy that is writing i'm notice i said writing not translating the passion translation yeah he said keyword writing yes he said nothing can stop the power of god within you you were made for the mountains god will not let you fall your thoughts
1: good buddy we need to look at how we view god letting us fall I agree. Right. Let's look at he that. permits things to happen to us. Yes. Right, but does that mean he? Okay, so the theology behind all that and their thought process—if like anything does, but bad happen to you, God's out to get you, basically. Um, it kind of goes along. I'm immediately thinking of um, how after prosperity guys uh, use touch not God's anointing anointed, you know, nothing, if if you touch God's anointed, you are in the wrong, and God's going to heap coals of fire on your head, you know, if you do anything to that. Um, Yeah, it just, uh, it all depends on how you view these things, because that in and of itself, you just read it at service level, is not necessarily wrong, but...
0: At surface level, without any kind of context about who this person is and what he's talking about and who his audience is, you could take that as fall from grace. Mm -hmm. You could take that as fall from favor, fall from salvation, whatever. You could take that in a lot of different ways, but the manner in which Brian Simmons is conveying this message is that God will not let you fall from your standing in your own eyes. And you're standing with where you want to be. He'll not, like, God will not let you fall from where you want to be. Like, yeah. you were made for the mountains. So, this is a very, you were made man. to be an anointed one. Right. You were, you were, th- this tweet is entirely about the reader and not about God mm-hmm. in the slightest. Nothing can stop the power of God within you that is not directed that that's not intended to direct your attention to how powerful God is. It's to direct your attention. That's being said to um fix your eyes on yourself and how powerful you are because you have the power within you. Right. And in case you can't tell my, by my voice it's late <laughs> and I am the tired. Late. But this is important stuff. So it's eleven oh one. Yeah. So I'll just read it again. Nothing can stop the power of God within you. You are made from the mountains. God will not let you fall. And I can speak personally to the God will not let you fall. He absolutely will.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, the notion that God will never give you more than you can handle is a bold-faced lie. There have been times over and over in my life where God has given me more than I can handle so that I've had to be fully relying on him. And I'm not going to... Beat that point to death because we've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Go listen to uh, half our episodes, you'll hear me talk about that. But so many times in my life, God has had to bring me to a breaking point for me to realize, Hey, Caleb, you're an idiot. Stop trying to lean on yourself. God will absolutely let you fall, so that, and He'll let you fall all the way to rock bottom if it means that you were going to honor and serve Him
1: in the aftermath of that. And everything.
0: And everything, yeah.
1: So I'm learning right. that a little bit myself right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it be like that sometimes. It do be like that they sometimes. They say don't, but it do. <laughs> Many, I was going to make that my senior quote for our yearbook. Many people don't think it'd be like it is, but it do. I forget who says it, but it's a fun quote to say. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. You've heard it good, buddy. No. There you have
0: it.
2: Andrew, any thoughts? pause what 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 he said <laughs> <Got it>. Andrew's, <laughs> so being I am, Andrew's being an engineer I'm obtaining a Laplace transform of a graph yeah wow those were big words yeah Andrew's, you mean I'm learning?
0: <laughs> Andrew's doing the engineering thing I had three tests today so I am done doing the engineering thing for the next like 48 hours hopefully i got a
1: job today
2: yeah um but peppers some actual kind of thoughts that are going to be somewhat jumbled um i feel like to make a statement like that you you're one of like the more shallow faith people who's like oh Christianity is good and happy and it's good all the mm-hmm. time because nothing bad can ever happen to me with God on my side. In this oh, yeah. life you will face trials. <laughs> yes. But take heart for I have overcome the world.
0: John sixteen thirty
2: three. Yeah. Count it all the joy. You, you trials, be trials of, various kind. of various kinds. James 1, 2. For you know that the testing of your faith will produce steadfastness. And let's and let steadfastness have its full effect, that. so that you may We're be perfect, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing.
1: Some verses saying being perfect. Wait, no. I had a total <laughs> well, I know some tra- scratch. Well, well, no, some
0: translations say you may be perfected. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, perfected, the version the, I learned the is say. that you may be uh, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, what I,
1: I... I've heard
0: perfected lacking in that thing, but it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I had a moment. CT. Yeah.
2: Speaking <laughs> of CT, the, the... The the Dolphins game.
0: Oh
1: my gosh, we're not talking
2: about <laughs>
0: that.
1: I'll I only got p- two points out of two. Uh, um, fantasy. Hoyt, shut up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, that's insensitive. That is... I'm saying because he got hurt.
2: He should what, never have been in that he game. He should not. I was, and, I was surprised to see him in that game. And I was sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings with Chase Allen and saw him mm, – it did not look fun. That, his hey, like. By the mom, way, as as someone who knows that you know a helmet is supposed to protect your head and you know slow the impact, if you look at the replay, you see his helmet hit the ground. His head does not slow at all, and then slams into the back like, of the helmet. That helmet did not do much for that man. It was brutal to watch.
1: Speaking of Chase Allen,
0: go check out his helmet.
2: Well, I was gonna wait till later because this episode is sponsored by
0: Chase. Well, we're going to talk about it now. Chase Allen doesn't know who's sponsoring this podcast episode.
2: This (laughs) episode of the Priority One Podcast is brought to you by Chase Allen, writer, producer, or co-producer, he had people help produce it, of Love in a New Language, his newest album out now on every single place that you can obtain music from, and due to his sponsorship, um... You can go to Sweetwater.com and type in promo code Chase Allen swearing, to receive ten percent off of your order.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, Chase Chase is great.
1: We uh-huh.
0: love Chase. Love Chase, and all we asked for in inter- uh, this sponsorship deal ninety five percent. Was <laughs> of everything, ninety-five percent of all of his love and affection. Yeah,
1: which yeah. is played through his music, which we will monetarily be compensated for.
0: <laughs> now, his love, his love, and all- we want ninety-five percent of his love and affection, which, is- but we can put a price on.
1: We can, <laughs>
0: we can, um, we
1: can, and we have ninety-five percent <laughs> is our is our price.
0: <laughs> so that scene from uh, Dark Knight,
1: I want half. You think you can come in here and take from us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want... The suit wasn't cheap. You money. ought to know. You bought it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. On to the main topic for tonight's episode. We're, or I'm not going to say tonight because I don't know what time of the day you're listening to this.
1: Segway. I'm really good at those. Me and my friend Dade in high school. Um... I don't even remember the context, but it was an inside I joke.
0: Way to ride a segway.
1: Yeah, this was the inside joke. Oh, uh, we—I don't remember the context. Profit. But we were uh, just talking about trying to get out of a situation as fast as possible. I think, and we were like, we were saying to ourselves, it'd be really funny if we just like got on a segway and just like. Scoot it off. <laughs> like Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul
0: Blart. Ma, ma, la, la, la. Exactly. There's the stroke of the episode. Paul Blart mall cops.
1: There you go. And uh, so until we were like. So we went to joke when we were like 14, I think, 15. And until like our senior year, we would just like look over each other in certain situations and go. Segway. <laughs> Here now.
0: Bro, you know what's crazy to think about? What's that? Paul Blart came out when we were 10.
1: It did. It's been I'll tell over you, my half our lives. Yeah, uh, me, my father, and my sister went to go watch Paul Blart Mall Cop in the Louisville Theater, like a couple days after it came out, and just because you know we we watched King of, King of Queens growing up. I, I, the shows were Friends, Seinfeld, Everybody Loves Raymond, King of Queens. I felt like that was it. You know, that or King of Queens was just like that two AM Nickelodeon show that right before George Lopez came on. You know.
0: Mm. Um felt like George Lopez came on like eleven. So I didn't write after.
1: We were younger, so it probably felt later. You gotcha. Know? Like our eleven PM as a ten year old is now our three AM as an adult. Gotcha. Um anyway, that's aside the, the point. But we went make- there to go watch the movie. Alright. Went there to watch the movie and the screen uh started bubbling. You know? Yeah. It started getting like the spots mm-hmm. every now and then. And then like it literally looked like it was melting. It was so cool. I was like, what's going on? And then they gave us a refund, and we went back and watched the next week. So it was all good. yee Anyway. Segway. Segway back into it. Got on the Pop Watch segway and segwayed off, and then segwayed back into the topic at hand. So
0: one of the things that – I'm leading a Bible study for um, some of the guys at the BSU this year. And one of the things that we're doing is working through a workbook called The Heart of the Problem. And I worked through this workbook in Alaska. Uh, You can hear all about that in my Time Spent Away Alaska episode from this past summer. Andrew went and got his. Have you opened it yet, Andrew? Of course not one of the topics that gets brought up in that book as I was slipping through it today, just to refresh my memory about what I was in there is the topic of bitterness. And I was quickly reminded of coming to grips with the facts while I was up there. Was like, Hey, I've got a lot of, um, I've got a lot of pent up bitterness that I've never really addressed before. And it was while I was up there. There's a lot of self-revelation that happened while I was up there just because I was in such a different environment. I saw a lot, of, a lot of parts of me that I had never really tapped into before. And was never in a spot where I had where I was forced to be aware of those. So like I didn't realize that I had an, an unforgiveness problem. I didn't realize that like I kind of knew that I had an arrogant streak, but I didn't realize how bad it was. Mm. And like, I knew that there were other sin struggles in my life, but I didn't understand to what degree they were there. And I didn't realize that there were sins in my life that were greater than those. Um, because like at that point in my life, I would have probably told you that like my arrogant streak was my biggest Sin struggle, but honestly, it probably was like bitterness and unforgiveness. And I think that's a lot, that's something that a lot of people, the church included, are not very acutely aware of because bitterness is very lucrative in the sense that we don't, no one act, I don't, I could be wrong about this. But I don't really think anybody just, like, actively chooses, like, man, I want to be bitter so bad. Hmm. I, I, I'm i going to actually choose to be bitter against this person because, yeah. Now, subconsciously, there's that very real element of I don't want to apologize to this person because I don't want to give them the satisfaction. I don't want to ask forgiveness from this person because I don't want to give them the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to forgive somebody because I don't want to give them the satisfaction. Like that, that's a pride issue. And we've talked about before, you can kind of trace every sin back to pride in some degree. But I think this definitely falls under that umbrella of ultimately it's a pride issue. But let's go ahead and take that step down and not address it. Like I'm, I'm going to address it as a pride issue in a couple of different ways, but acknowledge it for what it is, just bitterness and address that in and of itself. So one of the things that really kind of made me understand how far off I was in this realm was there was a day where I was sitting in the church before camp started while I was in Alaska. And one of the girls, I was just playing my guitar on the steps of the stage. And one of the girls came up and was like, I love that chord so much. It's an F. I love an F major seven. And I was like, it's an F. Like, come on. It's an F. It's like, I mean, yeah, like technically it's an F major seven. Like, bro, it's an F. For, for those of you that aren't musically inclined, that's just like you add an extra note to the chord when you play an F major seven. And like technically, I was playing an F major seven. And in that moment, I, I just like really, really peeved me big time. And it, it was kind of like right after, like a couple of days after that, I was like, man, and part of it was working through this workbook too. Um, I, I became aware of some of this stuff. I, I should, that should not have bothered me the way that it did. Mm-hmm. And the reason it bothered me that way is because I was kind of bitter towards this individual. There were some very petty things that I should not have, I should not have let string me up like that. But and I would like to think that there's been some sanctification and maturation that's happened in the last three and a half years. Um, But the root of that was I was bitter at this person, and because of that, she was just trying to have a conversation about music, something that I enjoy talking about. And like now, I'm that guy's like, man, I love, I love an F suspended two major seven so much. Ah, oh, it's great, great chord. Um, it's like yeah, I I'm love more of a like, G sus guy. I love a good D minor six. Yeah, <sighs> it's the Holy Chord. <laughs> G- Jesus, Jesus. So you kind of have to specify like which Jesus, because there's the Jesus in two, Jesus in four, Jesus two, Jesus two. So you're 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 more about the GAD than the GCD. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Okay. What can I say?
0: You know, it's kind of sad. There's not a Jesus three because that's just a G. because like a G says three, you can see a Trinity and all that, but like it's just it's just a G. Some of you are really... Well, I, there's probably <laughs> one of you out there that's like, haha, this is so funny, and the rest of you are like, can we please move on? So we're going to move on. And the no. other people, wake up! <laughs> yeah. So, Anyway. The the root problem there was bitterness, and we, we've all been bitter towards somebody for something, whether you realize it or not. And... The, like part of the root of that unforgiveness is part of the, that bitterness is unforgiveness. Um, I, I was, I know I ne- like I've never, I never made the decision to actively not forgive her for doing whatever it is that peeved me that, that just bugger the not out of me or whatever. i like, I never made the decision not to forgive her. It's just, I just wasn't doing it. And, but we're not, called to we're not called to um, not be unforgiving. We're called to forgive the same way that Christ has forgiven us. right? So that's a big part of it. But at the same time because we're prideful because we as imperfect people have our own very messed up weird trains of thought we can get in the mindset of like, yeah, I'm getting back at this person by being bitter toward them. You know, when when in reality, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. It's a similar idea with prayer. Like the reality is God doesn't need your prayer for anything. Like God is omniscient I mean, he God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and He's everywhere. He doesn't need us for anything. Like, it's by His grace that we have the opportunity to worship and honor and glorify Him for our own benefit. Correct. And when we see, like in Scripture, Jesus going to pray, it's not because, like, God is dependent on Jesus to find—like, God doesn't need to be— God doesn't need our prayer. To, God doesn't need our worship
1: to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. Like when
0: Jesus was coming into Bethlehem,
1: like that would make Him subject to us and would make right. Him void of His godness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, all of creation shouts God's glory and God's
1: existence and God's manner. So, like, get where it says, like, it says, like, if, if we didn't the rocks, would well, cry that's out. what I was
0: about to say when Jesus was coming into Bethlehem. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Pharisees and the scribes told Jesus to tell the people to stop shouting Hosanna. Jesus said, if they stop, then the rocks will cry out. Mm-hmm. So, in the same sense, God doesn't need our prayer. Prayer is a gift for us to communicate with Him. Right. And when we choose not to take full advantage of that, it only harms us. In the same sense that when we choose not to forgive, when we choose to be bitter, it only harms us. Well, let me rephrase that. Not so much that when we choose to not be forgiving or we choose to be bitter, but when we don't like do a heart check and um, check for any bitterness or unforgiveness, we're only harming ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like That's not to say like, that there, about- there are people out there that choose to be bitter, mm-hmm. and they think that that improves their quality of life when it, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, tell your story.
1: No, are you through with like, sharing yeah. your bitterness moment? Yeah, yeah, you are okay. I don't want to just step step on that. No, like so, like where I've experienced bitterness, um, was uh, like f- following. It's something I've learned this summer. Um, <laughs> being a part of different movements in Christianity, you could say. Um, so I guess sort of my later teenage years, I was I wouldn't say the new age stuff, but just like the popular Christianity motives and then getting humbled by God and say that's not really what it's all about. And then you know, I became like a full fledged Calvinist after that. And seeing what was more correct about Christianity, I would say, um and what was super wrong about Christianity. I found myself in a very bitter place against something that God can still use, i.e. being the popular Christianity stuff, because um, he did use that to steer me in the right direction as far as what he had called me to before in my life. Um, so, like, coming out of the popular Christianity stuff, I had a very hard heart, because, because All the churches around here played, you know, Hillsong, Bethel, big name Christian songs and stuff. Nothing against those, but I was just like, man, there's nothing but heretics in those churches. We can't play that music. We got to play Shane and Shane or nothing, (laughs) basically. Um, Even
0: though Shane and Shane plays all those songs as well. Yeah, but
1: I'm talking like some yeah, of the stuff they wrote. Yeah, some of the the deeper stuff right within Hillsong right that I was that I had listened to before. Um, so I've developed a very hard heart towards church in general. Where if it wasn't, you know, hymns, guy getting up there preaching super exegetically, and if you mention anything about free will, <laughs> I was just like, you know. This is unbiblical. I had just the stiffest neck, the hardest. What was it? What's the hard browed? Is that the term?
0: Uh, I I can't remember the brow term.
1: You know what I'm saying? You, you guys, what i yeah. You hear what I'm talking just about? But that's something. Uh, I really got checked on this summer. The first week of camp, as, as I it was actually during training week. I saw a bunch of people my age authentically worshiping Jesus granted in ways that I would not as far as like I I saw girls like taking their shoes off, you know, not dancing, but free, Mm. you know, but I've got to meet those girls and saw and girls, guys too. And just saw how how much of a genuine heart of worship they have and how solid they are with their knowledge and, love for Jesus, and I'm like, okay, yeah, what you were, so I'm watching them the first night of worship, and I'm like, okay, well, what, what's going on here, you know, and then, you know, I meet them throughout the week, get talking to them, uh, wow, these are really solid people, and so God checked me like that over the past, so four years of my life, I've been in and out of two completely different Christian circles. And seeing the ins and outs of both and what's right and wrong. And God said, it's actually something. And God literally met me in the middle and said, look, both things are important. Yes, there are some things that this circle does wrong. There are some things this circle does wrong. There are some things both circles do extremely right. Focus on what those people do right and that's church. You know? And so he took my bitter heart towards everything, Mm -hmm. literally everything. I was bitter towards, I become bitter towards the Calvinist Mm -hmm. side of things because I'm like, dang, that that just made me such a hard hearted person. Um, and yeah, it really changed me through that and showed a lot of grace, Mm -hmm. um, by surrounding me with people who showed me grace, um, even though I did have a hard heart
0: yeah and my first thought when you brought up so from your perspective <laughs> kind of on topic was with our earlier conversation was like when you were playing football in high school mm-hmm. and you know you kind of got gypped out of a particular spot on the team that you wanted But yeah
1: is what it is is what it is um, basketball was my sports I didn't right I didn't care much about it, right?
0: And you know, I, I did the sport where you, you, you threw people.
1: I wish we had that. I wish we had a wrestling team so bad. Yeah, I would have ate up wrestling.
0: Yeah, It's fun.
1: mm
2: Hmm.
0: I did okay. not. I did not wrestle. I did judo. Um. For those of you that were, did not know that, but now I throw plastic instead of people. <laughs>
1: Um, I try I to throw I, I weights can, around when I can, and I throw my hands on a heavy bag. Yeah, i.e., I lift and box.
0: You know, it's way easier You can I can throw plastic way further than I can throw people, and that uh, shocks you. Yes, you can. A little plastic circle. Mm. Andrew's about to say something.
2: If the plastic weighed as much as the pe- person you were trying to throw, could you still throw the plastic further than the person?
0: Well, the the plastic that I'm gripping is easier to grip. It's shaped more aerodynamically as well.
2: But if it weighed as much as a person, could you throw it further than the person? Could you throw a
1: 175 pound (laughs) disc of plastic?
2: (laughs) We answer the real questions (laughs) here.
1: Don't don't think too hard about it.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to think of a material that would be that dense. I
1: knew you were going to say that. Just think of plastic being 175 pounds, though. It's, think of a it's block of
2: lead with plastic around it it's, that weighs 175 pounds.
0: I'm going to say yes. Think I can throw of it a
2: block of plastic in a manila folder. I'm
0: thinking of like a big kettlebell <laughs> is what I'm thinking about. I don't know. I'm thinking like a big kettlebell, and I think yes, I can throw that, okay. can throw that further than a person.
2: But not much further.
0: Yeah. Could
1: you actually throw a kettlebell though farther than a person if it weighed the same? Well, it's way easier to grip a
0: kettlebell than a person. It's all about being able to get leverage. Mm. If you can,
1: okay. I think if like you just made the person ball up. What right. if the
2: person was considered a perfect sphere with no air resistance? Right. If we like, just like all of the engineering physics, and problems, this is our say, this is our regular rabbit
1: we're chasing, but. Could you?
0: I think I if they
1: were mashed into a bowling ball, and you had the three holes in it, and just could just right, and could you could you do it?
0: Okay, but we're getting very far away from the disc to human comparison.
1: I say we're getting close because we started out a kettlebell, and
2: we're at a bowling. <laughs> is, ball is the
0: now. kettlebell the human or the the disc?
2: Yes. The human has been mashed into the shape of a disc. Right.
0: I still think... That when
2: they you are, think about it, a, a disc, Id- a plate is just a wide cup. They're an identical shape. The only difference is the size. And you have to think, who's more dense, a person or plastic?
0: Well, it's not so much about density. I'm displacing the same amount of mass. It's about my ability to grip the thing
2: and relocate Which is why mass. the size matters. It's, and why the well, density matters,
0: but the shape of the disc makes it easier to grip. And but the person, it
2: the person is the shape of a disc in this analogy.
0: Okay, then it's a disc either way.
2: The disc. Well, what do you weigh? Like one seventy-five, one eighty. One seventy-five. One yep. seventy-five.
0: Okay, if I had a hundred seventy-five pound piece of plastic the size. Of no, a no,
2: no, 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 no. Not well, yet a 175 pound plastic disc and a 175 human disc.
0: Are we talking about two things that are the same
1: size? No, they are not the same size. I've been compacted into a disc, I still weigh the same,
2: so now you're just
1: like, it's like a you could grab my hair,
2: I still have the skin, it's like a three and a
0: half foot disc instead of like a. 11-inch disc.
2: This is why the density sure. matters because the plastic is not the same density as Hoyt. Therefore, the plastic now, will be in disc pause. form. This is what it. Size. This is
1: what it is.
0: The, the wider diameter disc would be easier to throw because the mass is displaced over a greater area and I could throw it more easily than a denser 175-pound disc, yes.
2: You really I'm upset that y'all didn't just pay really attention think think to me trying to make a disc with my body on the ground. Leverage underneath this 175-pound plastic disc to pick it up and fling it. I think it would be more of just a pick up and... Uh, like a shot put? No, not even a shot put. Like, but both hands, like, w- trying to lift it up and then just... W-
1: I'm really upset that y'all didn't just pay attention to me trying to make a disc with it my was body a, on the
0: was ground. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful disc. You looked very aerodynamic. I'm still upset.
2: Yeah. It's it's that sleek hair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I got my third haircut in the past week and a half today. Back to my old self. You know, cuts cuts a few thousand more and I'll have all of them taken care of. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. We were talking about bitterness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where would you store a hundred and seventy five pound plastic disc?
0: Anywhere. You could roll it.
2: That's true. A tire.
0: That's a great... Actually, that's kind of perfect.
2: That's probably about what it'd be like. Yeah. A heavy tire. 175 pound.
1: Yeah, it'd be much How, easier with the kettlebell.
0: Well, I, a tire would be relatively easy to grip, though. I could get a handle on either side, and I could I could still swing it. Yeah. Um.
2: Like to see Caleb try to swing a hundred and seventy-five pound disc. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he'd hurt himself trying to lift it.
1: I was about to say you would rupture a disc for sure.
0: <laughs> I'm not in that much worse shape than I was in high school when I was in good shape. No, I mean I, I think but
2: but there's a difference yeah. between deadlifting 175 pounds and picking up 175 pounds and swinging it around and yeah well
0: it's all about acceleration and as long as i don't accelerate too fast then
2: i'm more worried about the stresses on the spine that's what i'm talking about
0: my spine dealt with me deadlifting 500 pounds so
2: but there's a difference between lifting 500 pounds and swinging and having to use your body to hold the 500 pounds into right. that circle, it's uh, a I, different direction of forces, one that your spine was Andrew. not designed to hold.
0: I understand the biomechanics of the situation. This
2: has him, become think. boring. Caleb would hurt himself. End of story. We're losing subscribers.
0: Okay. Bitterness. <laughs> um,.
2: So bitter, at Caleb, I'm getting, I'm getting right now, for about being so arrogant that he thinks he, he could, could fling a hundred seventy-five pounds of this
1: snuffleupagus-looking deer. It's so
2: pretty. That's for sure haunted. No,
0: you gotta send him the thing now because he insulted the deer.
2: Yeah, Caleb also needs to start talking into his microphone. I can't hear him anymore. All right,
1: That's that <laughs> out some form that because I've insulted the deer?
0: No, Andrew's gonna send you a little picture. Uh, a little photograph. Here's what
2: the Bible one has one to one. say
0: about bitterness.
2: <laughs>
0: Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. So this was the next thing that I was going to talk about. Bitterness, it wouldn't be as big of a deal if it only affected you. But a bitter person cannot exist in a vacuum. Um, if you, like a bitter person is not pleasant to be around in any way or fashion. Now I say that with the caveat of, yes, we everybody has um, is either bitter about something subconsciously or consciously or has been severely bitter about something at some point in their life. And some people are good about masking it. Others are not. But we all know that person that is just aggressively bitter all the time. And they're not pleasant to be around. No. So when we as individuals are bitter like that, what that causes is not just like a disunity, but it's like there's just musk and everyone kind of takes a little bit off of you. It takes a little bit of that musk off of you when they leave. And they kind of carry the same attitude outward as like outward away from you as you had. Like no one has ever made a situation better for other people buying by being bitter about mm. something. Um, like I, at no point in my summer in alaska was me being bitter about anything making the situation any better at all for anybody so that's um that's that note mm-hmm. on bitterness what you got anything you want to throw in there
1: um i also think of like the pharisees um and jesus like i'm going through the book of luke right now and Like when Jesus heals on the Sabbath and just does his things and casting out demons and them challenging Jesus on that and them being stiff-necked. Like I talked about earlier with myself, holding on to their religion and not doing anything on the Sabbath while Jesus was challenged them on that. And they had a bitter heart towards what he was obviously doing right in front of them. Um rather than just things that they were just so used to. And this is the way we've always done it kind of deal. But um, I just thought of that. And then I remembered this verse in Ephesians 4, verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice. So better bitter... I was literally about to read that verse. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might have something else to say um, on top of what I'm going to say then. Um, but the fact that bitterness is grouped in with all these
0: that's literally what I was gonna say
1: <laughs> <laughs> other words like wrath and anger and slander and malice and clamor uh, shows how much more we should amplify it and not let it just be a you know a bad attitude kind of thing like I've talked about it and like uh, Caleb's talked about it but it, that it is it is sin it is sin to that we can get into like wrath like anger, you know, um, like malicious intent. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that we might even be thinking about it, but it's a heart check thing, like you mentioned earlier, that we have to look within ourselves and go, okay, am I being bitter towards something here? Um, Am I having wrath on someone here? Am I angry towards somebody? Am I slandering someone by talking about this in a certain way that they're going to take it in?
0: Well, and that's one of those things that when when James says in James 1, five, it's like, if any of you seeks wisdom, ask God because he'll give it to you freely without reproach. Mm-hmm. God does not desire for you to be in a sinful state. No. In no way, shape, form, or fashion. So if you ask God genuinely to reveal a sin struggle to you, he will. And like so if you ask God, God, am I struggling with bitterness towards anything? Please reveal it to me so that it can be addressed. He will. Um, he doesn't desire for you to be in that state. Because it's not our glorifying to him, and it's only damaging your relationship with him. So, totally. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you wanted to add on?
1: No. Um,
0: yeah. Um, I really uh, said my piece. Yeah, and I'm just going to point out one last uh, verse just to remind us all that we, we all have dealt with this. Like, I... I am not special in this regard, and neither are you. Um, so in Romans 3, the one where Paul tells us how messed up we are. Uh, so like Romans 3, um, verse 10, says, As is written, no one, none is righteous, no, not one. No, in verse 11, no one seeks God, no one understands. Then just scrolling down to verse 14, their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Like we've all been there. But if you go through and read the rest of Romans, you see the uh, the plan for God's redemptive ark, uh, God's plan to bring us out of our sinful ways and into, uh, into his glorious light, so to speak. Um, and bitterness is one of those things that through the process of sanctification, us being made more like Christ as we grow in our relationship with him and grow in age. We become, we do become more acutely aware of it. And once you start that process of acknowledging where bitterness is in one area, you see it in other places and it gets easier and easier and easier to um, address those things and kind of let it go. And honestly, like that's, that's the biggest thing to do so much bitterness that we hold on to and i know it sounds patronizing because this is how i felt when i was first told this in alaska but like most of the stuff that we're bitter about really doesn't matter
1: at all let it go exhibit a what well, i talked about earlier just yeah. the form of christianity i was in um i was not keeping the main thing the main thing i eat right. the gospel um Oh, that complicated the gospel. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, like we we like Hoyt and I are, are very acu- acutely aware. Like there there are still things that we're probably bitter about that we don't even know we're bitter about. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect.
1: I um, know, oh, brother. I could name you all the stuff I'm bitter about right now. Well, yeah, me
0: me too. I'm bitter about the fact that I'm a biomedical engineering major and I'm going to seminary. I could have been a kinesiology major or a communication major. I I could have have had a fun few years in college, but God was like, now you're going to suffer, bro.
2: (laughs) Um, You just got to make it fun. Yeah.
0: well, The sad reality is...
1: You got to work on the two problems of math that takes six
2: hours.
0: There there was one that took about three hours. hey,
2: hey. Hey, I've done... 1.25 1.25 problems since we started this episode. Look at him. Look at the king. Look at him. <laughs> um, They're also the two easiest ones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, God's ways are higher than mine. I'm. I may never fully understand why I'm going through all of this. Mm. Um, what? And I'm. It's. I, I'm not trying to make it sound like cancer because it's not. It's not that bad. Um, it's in large part is my fault. Cause I'm, I've just lost all motivation <laughs> to do well in my classes. And that is a me problem. Um, but it's, it's, it's a purely pride thing for me to be bitter about where God has me in life. Because the reality is my life is not my own anymore. Like the, se- the second I gave my life to Christ, especially once I surrender to the call to ministry. Like my life is not my own anymore. I, I really, I, I'm, I'm going to submit to what God has in store for me and what he wants me to do. And right now he has me as a biomedical engineering major for some reason. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out for sure. I, I'm still intrigued by um, pluripotent stem cell culture. I'm still intrigued by articular cartilage regeneration and the depolarization that happens between the SA node and the AV node. Yeah. That stuff still kind of fascinates me because, you know, wired that way, but neither here nor there. Um, if you have, if you have any kind of stored up bitterness, ask God to reveal that to you and how to address it. And there, there, if, if you don't have someone in your life that you can talk to about all that kind of stuff shoot us a message and we'll talk to you
1: I don't probably address in the podcast we should do another Q&A episode oh yeah that was fun more serious yeah. questions though like do an, like instead
2: of a ramble on do an actual episode
1: Wait, mm-hmm. I mean, either, either
0: way but like are you if, saying if that a
2: ramble on is not an actual episode <laughs>
0: what are <yeah>, what <laughs> you, you saying by the way there will be a ramble on dropping this
2: week yes because it's the mm-hmm. first of the month It better be. If my project gets pushed back, there will be a ramble on posted this Thursday. Okay, what Andrew said. There we go.
1: But uh, yeah,
0: like what you said. And you're not gonna be bitter if there's not one.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, we will create a ask us a question poll thing on our uh, Instagram. Choose question something we should tackle in the podcast. Um. And we'll try to answer it for you.
0: And if uh, you're listening to this after we post that or you just didn't see it or whatever, just shoot us a DM on Instagram, and we'll definitely see it then. Totally. You got anything you want to add? Um, I think I'm about plum tuckered out as far as talking about bitterness.
1: So you started talking about something a minute ago, and I just wanted to end the podcast with a Bible verse. Great. I think that's appropriate. I was watching a sermon on this other day. He promises that I won't go on like a 45-minute tangent, but go ahead. No, it's all good. Um, I was watching a sermon on this other day. I just thought it would be nice to leave off with it because you started sort of hinting at it a minute ago. But um, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yep. Amen, Brother Ben. Anyway, guys, this has been another great episode of the Prior to One Podcast. Per usual, I'm Hoyt. I'm Caleb. And I'm Andrew. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next
2: week. And we'll see you Thursday. Possibly Thursday. possibly. Possibly Thursday. Might see you then. Who knows? Yeehaw. Love you. Bye.